Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. Hey, uh, what, what is what is ha- what is happening, weirdos? It's me, Peter, and uh, I'm your host. And uh, this is the Natasha Leggero episode. And I'm very excited, so let's get this out of the way right up top. You made it weird.com is the best way to support the show. We got a donate button now. Katie uh, was just attacked by wolves. She totally won. She totally won, but she's experiencing some emotional trauma. So we need we need to buy Katie uh, maybe a relaxing um, sleepy time tea. Or some chia seeds to relax naturally, or a bag of weed. Um, so uh, go to youmadeitweird.com, and hopefully the donate button will be working. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. After I uh, after I do this intro, I'm going to make sure it is. Or you could buy t-shirts. That also goes to the Katie Wolf Fund. They're made by weirdos, and they're for weirdos. You can email the show, weirdatnerdist.com. I was just reading some, doing a really bad job getting back to them, but doing my best. Uh, and the tour dates have recently changed. Uh, go to PeteHolmes.com for live tour dates. But uh, here are the ones that I know for sure. Uh, I'm going to be in Sasquatch this Saturday, May 26th. Come out, uh, hippie, music-loving weirdos. Uh, June 1st through June 3rd, I'm going to be in Bloomington, Indiana at the Comedy Attic. And June 3rd is a live You Made It Weird podcast, which is going to be great. So uh, come out for some stand-up. And then on the 3rd, if you're nasty, come out for the uh, You Made It Weird uh, live podcast. I'm going to be at Bonnaroo. That's June 7th through 10th. June 12th through 16th, I'm in Chicago for the Just for Last Festival. And we're doing festival on uh, Saturday. That's Saturday. Uh, I believe that's the 16th. We are doing a live You Made It Weird at the Hideout in Chicago. So that's two live You Made It Weirds coming up. One in Chicago, one in Indiana. Really, really showing some love to the Midwest weirdos. I'm also going to be in Denver at the Comedy Works downtown, uh, New Jersey, uh, let's see, Montreal, Cleveland, Ohio, coming to Hilarities now in August. These are all on PeteHolmes.com, Arizona, Appleton, Wisconsin. Please, weirdos, love it when you come out. It's, it's like, it's basically why I do it. The shows, the shows are great, but I, I love uh, hugs and high fives and all that sort of stuff. Uh, okay, this uh, show, as always, is brought to you by Amazon. Go to uh, Nerdist.com. Click on the Amazon bu- uh, banner, then shop as you normally would. The banner is in the description of the episode. Some people have been unsure where that was. And, uh, you know, it's, we're not brought to you uh, by Gamefly, but you can you can get all the games, all the, all the video games that are available are available on Amazon. You can get um, Weird Neighbor House Smell. Weird Neighbor House Smell 2 is that pea soup. <laughs> uh, Asteroids 2 Hemorrhoids. Uh, Castlevania, Condovania, <laughs> uh, Trailervania, all the Vanias, uh, Dig Dug Loves Movies, That's, I was pretty proud of that one, Dig Dug Loves Movies, uh, Galaga, um, Galaga 2, that's where Galaga's brother stole the spaceship and did the exact same game, Galaga 2, if you're from Boston that's extra funny, Galaga, uh, Two Firm Handshake, my favorite game this week. Two Firm Handshake and Two Firm Handshake 2 Take It Easy Jim. So, okay, play. this is a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, uh, you made it weird.com. That's the best. That's the, bye. See? That should have been on the <laughs> I show. I one out. That's not talking, that's mocking. Okay, now say I have a good vibe. Are we recording? Yeah, now say we have. I have a good vibe. 
Uh, you like my pants. You have a good vibe. Well, now you got That's not natural. But now you have a bad vibe because you told me no talking. No, well, I just like everything to be on the show. Ooh, did you see that basket I shot? Not impressed. Why not? You can't I'm open still a mad water. At you. You're a tiny person that can't open a water. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is it you like most about my pants? <laughs> well, what I like about your pants yeah. is that. This is a pants podcast. You got the memo to like not wear white socks. Ah, uh, that's true. You know, a you lot of guys. Yeah, guys I'm wearing dark socks. Yeah, like because you had on green pants and then dark socks. Yep. And then great, like a dark shoe, but yep. not a dress shoe with a green pant. You had on a very cool tennis shoe. Kick a kick, a kick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a kick. What does that mean? I'm, I was trying to say kicks. And Keek came out, so I owned it. Like jazz. It's not a mistake if you do it twice. Oh, I like that. This is going to be like jazz. Keek. Would you like a piece of cake? Oh, my God. We've made it weird in the first 20 <laughs> seconds of the episode. Well, because we couldn't, like, I couldn't even say hi to you. No, you said hello. The no talk policy is that I think that it's fun to have the first moments be recorded. Oh, okay. They're delightful. This is awkward when you have to walk up steps and uh-huh. you haven't seen someone in a while. Yep. It's not called You Made It Smooth and Effortless. <laughs> that water is the size of your body. Oh, you have a little cough? No, I'm good. Did you <clears throat> did you take a horse here? <laughs> uh, no. It's because of your persona that I kid. Oh, okay. I haven't seen you in a while. When's the last time I saw you? In a while. In a while. We learned how to talk like that at acting school. When you were 10? You had to say like, Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. No, it's C-H. Tuesday. Yeah, that's good. That's not correct. Well, it's like, you know. Who taught you? (laughs) (laughs) What hack taught you? I'm just saying that's what they teach you in New York at conservatory. You studied early. Yes, but they do that W, too. If you ever watch old movies, they always say white. White. I like that. I I do that on stage. Well, you you talk like that. No, that's because you're very white. I am very. Well, that's what I say. It's very bizarre that you say that. I say I'm very white. You are very white. I I am. I'm aggressively white. (laughs) I tell tell people if they want a white friend, I count as five. (laughs) If you're like you know like a Korean gang and you want a a couple white people in it, just have me. I count. I count as two. Where did you learn your whiteness? Lexington, Massachusetts. The is that where you're from? The whitest place on earth. <laughs> it's one of the whiter places. Is that what the license plate says? It should. I think it says the shot heard around the world. Boring. How about real white bread? Mayonnaise on Wonder Bread. That's Lexington, Massachusetts. O two one seven three. So I'm performing. I'm leaving tomorrow to perform at a place called Mash and Tucket. Mash and Tucket. Is that close by? <laughs> Mash and Tucket. Yeah, it's like Ma- Nantucket, Massachusetts. They combined them. That sounds like you're being kidnapped. <laughs> no, it's a casino. It's called Foxwoods. I do kind of feel like that. Come alone. <laughs> it's in Imagine Doggett. No, it's like, you know what they do with dogs where they try to like mix the breeds? They yes. like, combine a city. They shouldn't do that with But dogs. I've never been, so I'm mm. excited. Uh, you're going to do a casino. Well, I've never been to that part of like Connecticut. <laughs> By the way, where are you from? I'm from Lexington, Massachusetts. Is Massachusetts by Connecticut? <laughs> kind of. I couldn't draw a map of that part of the country. I've never been. Is to that Massachusetts. embarrassing? No. Could you? The little part. No. The part of I don't the... even know what it is. E, the new New England. I can't. Draw, I don't know where Rhode. If I were to draw it, I'd draw Massachusetts as like kind of like a seahorse on its side, 
And then I'd draw New York real big above it and, and kind of shitting out Manhattan. Then I'd remember Rhode Island and I'd just draw a, like a lowercase O somewhere floating and be like, that's Rhode Island. Thank God we don't have to do that stuff anymore. <sighs> One time in... in uh, you must have been a wild student. No. What do you mean? You seem like someone who'd been very like, disruptive. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> like... Really. Kind of. I remember in high school... Well, see, I was a contradiction. I wanted very much to please the teacher, but I also wanted to please the entire class with my rambunctiousness. <laughs> that was my first oh, artistic contradiction. So I was at odds with myself. I wanted to do very well. I wanted the oh. teacher to go, Pete's my favorite, and all the kids to go, I love how Pete fucks the whole class up. They had us draw the, a world map, and I had never done that before. I went to a weird hippy-dippy Quaker school. Uh-huh. We never learned anything. I learned like the Swahili national anthem, but I didn't like any any practical knowledge. I didn't know that. So then I went to a public high school. They were like, "Draw the world," and I. <laughs> <laughs> your, your class, your your geography was like under a tree. Yes. Like I drew uh, the Quaker Oats man and said, "This is my god." <laughs> I uh, I drew America. I remembered America. Kind of looks like a horse or a dinosaur. One of the veg- vegetable-eating dinosaurs. And then I drew a big mass with a boot. That was Europe. And then I drew Africa. And then I handed it in. No South America. <laughs> Just not there. But that's still pretty good. How old were you? This was freshman year of high school. I would not have been able to do that. Oh, thank you. I thought you were going to be like fucking dumb dumb. No, I was not a good student. No? I was just obnoxious. You're the best, though. Can I tell you you're the best? I love thinking of you trying to please the teacher. Yeah. I hated my teachers. Why? They were all dicks. Were they men? There was men. There was women. They were all like either like total bitches, like asshole nuns. Asshole nuns. I remember I had this teacher who told me like, (laughs) he's like, you'll just never be able to be a writer. He said that? Yeah, like in eighth grade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like it was like, the worst public schools what it's kind a of a sociopath it's basically volunteers at that point yeah and i remember i had an art te- i had an art teacher too tell me maybe art wasn't for me what and i was good i like won a prize at my next you are school. good whenever we do ugly americans you oh, do right. your little doodles and i always see your natasha doodles this is natasha Legero. everybody knows they isn't click, that isn't that interesting though thing. like if if my all right so my mom wasn't telling me i was doing a good job either and then the teachers are telling me i'm doing a bad job and then i become a comedian like how will anyone become if, if you're treated you know how p- parents teach their treat their kids now they're like so nice to them right everyone's like oh, great job everything you do is wonderful and every every child's an artist and every they just get so much positive attention like the kids don't even know what death is till they're like huh. that's gonna really affect the the next generation that they that they got so much positive reinforcement yes it's funny that we just had Adam Carolla on the show mm-hmm. and he was talking about how he got no reinforcement and then we actually had a little discussion I was like what do you think is gonna happen to this generation of kids that get like they they're raised bilingual they're raised very uh very maybe loving. with two mothers two yeah possibly with two mothers different kind of family structure but the thing that i think they'll all have in common is that most of these kids are going to be told that they're pretty great yes right i'm all for that it's going to be like a ruling class <laughs> because the only people having that like we're not having kids but like you know our friends uh, who are having kids yeah. they're just going to create this ruling class yeah. of like power children. Do you want to have children? You're a woman. I think about that all the time, man. I you know how often I give thanks that I don't have to have a baby. Why don't you have to have most, a baby? Most days. I mean that I don't have to uh, shoot it out of me. Yeah, but you if you if you do shoot it out of you, you're going to have to take care of it in the same way that I would. Yep. 
I'll take that. I guess what I'm telling you is I have a fear of childbirth. Oh, I would have mine like in a lab. You know, you'd have it like you'd have your guts removed. Your tiny Natasha Leggero. No, guts. can't you like squirt it into another person and then the woman carries it for oh, you? Oh, you'd get a surrogate. Yeah, that. <laughs> God, are you on stage right now? That is what your persona would do that's, too. That's what I would I'd do. I'd have someone do it for me. But that seems way more sensible. My my mother. Yeah, but had you like, don't get the bonding with the. Okay, look. Yes, you do. Well, what what kind of reply is that? Yes, you do. But, uh, what, That's what kind your counter argument. Is that? I mean, you're I've cooking t- with the. So okay, here's. Can I? I'll tell you my whole thing, and then I'm gonna just give you the reins of the horse you rode in on. <laughs> uh, I I'm like okay. I feel uh, lucky that I can't have a baby. I, getting pregnant for me is not an option at all. I don't have to worry about childbirth, and I would if I were a woman. And then though, I also go, but I'm a man, so I'll never be as close as a woman will be to the baby in the sense that you carry it and feed it with your body. See, you carry I would it think... with nine months. That's a sauna of bonding. But that is also sauna bonding. Nine months of resentment. No. You think you'd think, but I think something goes off in your brain and goes, This is where you belong. You're home. You have a baby. That's a funny energy to try to fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would fight it. You go, No. I can't believe I have to carry this fucking baby around Trader Joe's. I was just at a I was just at a Tender Greens, one of my favorite places. You love Tender Greens, right? You know, I'm an East Side gal. That's too far west for you? It is. Imagine if it were East Coast. Uh, east Coast of LA. If it were on the east side, I, I'm practically there every day anyway. But I sat next to a table full of babies, and I smiled at all the babies. Ugh, I love babies. But I also don't want one to change the structure of my hips. Oh, right. It's going to mess your shit up. That doesn't always happen. It's going to fuck your vagina up, Natasha. Do you think it does? Uh, Katie, you you've had one? a couple kids. Can I get a pen, Katie? It's under your pen. It is? No, Are you taking notes? Oh, so I, I lose my train of thought a lot, so I'm just going to write down... <laughs> Fuck your vagina up in case we forget. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just want that for later. For um, later. To answer your question, you I don't, don't know. You don't worry about it? But I, you know what I do worry about more than if I'm going to have a child? What is, about the bonding thing? Um, without, do I worry about not having that in my life? If you gave it to a surrogate. Oh. And then tell me what you worry about more than childbirth. I like this episode so far. We're laughing a lot, and it kind of feels like NPR. It's kind of relaxed for um, me. What? This is a this is a very special episode. If you made it weird, I'm kind of whispering. You're my favorite. I bet you say that to everybody. That's, well, that is kind of true. But <laughs> they are. All, you are hands down one of the funniest comedians in the world. You're the, you're so good <laughs> in the world. That is true. Well, that is so nice. Where of you what, to say. what else? I, I okay. I don't have my finger on the pulse of the international market. <laughs> But I, I don't know the. Am I um, better than Russell Peters? I don't know him. He's okay. Indian. I don't care for those. I'm kidding. I international comedians. I'm into them. Uh, not really. Why did I say that to overcompensate for my joke about Russell Peters? He is Indian, right? Yes. Yeah, I wrote for Outsource. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is real chill. I like this. This is real chill. This is different. Uh, what is? Are usually people screaming? <clears throat> no, normally I am. You know, oh, you're okay. calming me. You're like the pony in Seabiscuit Stable. <laughs> You have a soothing presence to me. People keep telling me that on podcasts. I'm doing the podcast circuit, you know. This is my sixth one this no, week. No, I know. <laughs> Fuck, I'm glad. They're we're gonna, everywhere. We're going to have to release early, to, to, but we'll maybe release you before Corolla, and then I'll get a lot of tweets being like, what's that Corolla ref? People don't have time to type too, too few characters. Tell me, what are you really afraid, not babies? What is it you're really afraid of, you were about to say? Uh, do I want to bond? I don't know. I can't answer that question. Tell me. 
You brought oh, it. Oh, what's worse? Oh, no, I'm not I'm not putting you on the spot. You started to offer it. You said, I don't worry about having a oh, baby. Oh, I worry I, about the fact that... I'm not, this isn't the type of show where I'm like, what's your biggest fear? <laughs> no, I'm, what I'm worried about is that they're trying to reverse the woman's movement right now. What's, what movement is that? The movement where Planned Parenthood, like Planned Parenthood, they're trying to stop all the funding. Oh. And people, you know, Rush Limbaugh said that only whores go to Planned Parenthood. Oh, I remember that. You know, right now, in, there's three states. They've never gotten this close to overturning Roe versus Wade. In Virginia, if you have a miscarriage, you can get tried for murder. What? That's what they're going for. The, the, the hard right are like actually succeeding. Really? And yeah. Do you not know about this? There's a big women's rally on Natasha, Saturday. I eat cheese. I sit around in a bathrobe. <laughs> I'm very uninformed. Now if a woman wants to have an ultrasound in some of these states, yeah. they got rid of the ones on top. So now they've got to stick a big prong. It's like... The cold mm- one. It's in Knocked Up. They go, it's going to be a little cold. <sighs> Does everything have to do with the movie? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's where I'm getting most of so my information. I, I get a little worried that, that that's happening. What do you mean? What, what does you don't that have think to that, do with... You don't think that that's a little... Uh, scary for our culture what part the ultrasound part i didn't know the fact that they're they might overturn roe versus wade and that a woman would not be able to get an abortion in 2012 yeah that that would be the fact that that's even on the tables and that planned parenthood's getting abolished yes or they're trying to it's concerning (laughs) it's very concerning see i i care about uh i'm not global issues that sounds like yep okay global issue i'm talking about the international comedian market Abortion's such a tricky thing. It's hard for my persona to talk about abortion. Okay, let's just talk in personas. <laughs> did you realize there? Did you notice yesterday they had all? Whoa! The- <laughs> I spilled water all over the guests. I spilled water all over the guests. How often does that happen? Never, not once. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Is it all on you? It's okay. Can I, I'll tell you this about abortion. We don't have to talk about that. I'm just saying. No, d- no, no. You're asking me if I want to bond with a child. Not right now. You're mad now. But I, I do, <laughs> do want to help the woman's movement. Okay, I understand. And if I could help in that way instead of like birthing out a child in the next few years, that's, that's, I'd rather do that. Where is that thing happening? Not in Downtown. California. Yes, in L.A. Sarah Silverman's speaking at it. Oh, really? It's kind of a big deal. I am really out of the loop. It's not even cute anymore. <laughs> It was cute. For no, but a time. you're so So you just read conspiracy theories. I I do love a good conspiracy. I like I like weird things. I like strange things. I sit around reading about astral projection and stuff like that. Do you? Uh, I don't read the news. You don't read the news? No, it freaks me out. I know what you mean. Katie just sighed like I'm an idiot. Do you really I'm not? not are, are, I'm not here to say that I'm not an idiot. I don't. Know, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't know when the host of things had to be like smarter than people. <laughs> I'm not. I am not. I need help. Well, by the tell way, me, reading the tell news doesn't happening. really make you smart. I don't think. I don't think. I, for, uh, it's convenient. I thought you were I, like way into the news no, for no, some no. reason because some people are. It's convenient for me, but I feel like the news is often just skewed and manipulated and lies. So that I tend to be like, it's all horseshit. Why even read it? You should get this magazine called The Week. Because it tells you each topic and then it tells you what everyone said about it. Oh, really? Each side. So then you can kind of form your own opinion. That's kind of, sounds like something. Or you could just stay uninformed. <laughs> it's worked out so far. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not proud of it. I was not raised to read the news or watch the news. In fact, I kind of find it like weird. I, I, I'm not, I don't know how to articulate this, but people that sit around and watch the news all day. That is like, weird. I don't get that. How about all. like my mom? She's always watching the Weather Channel. <laughs> for minuscule updates. She'll have it on the background all the time. Well, I don't know what that is. You know what that's from? That's from that's from her bonding with me 
in the womb, and now wherever I am, she needs to know what the weather is. That's crazy. She's so bonded. You brought it back to the bond. So that in doesn't the womb, sound fun. It was 85 and humid. <laughs> <laughs> We've already gotten our big laugh for the episode. <laughs> You hosted. I'm gonna you, keep this over here. I know. Keep that water. That wa- You look fucking tiny with that water. Let's talk about art class. You, you're a good artist. We do. Oh, ugly Americans. That's right. Yeah. Can I? Well, let me say one thing about abortion. <laughs> when I, I grew up, really anti-abortion. You knew this. Oh, are you Christian? Oh, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Are you elapsed? Oh, are Christian? you scared, little boy? No, are you lost. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Kid? I like Christian. No, no, no. Please feel free to condescend. Were you Mormon? No, I just look like a Mormon currently. <laughs> I look like a Mormon. I am not uh, Not Mormon. in those green pants. That's right. The green pants. The face says Mormon. The pants say, <laughs> remove your pants. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Mormon Jesus. I like to specify which Jesus I'm blaspheming. Oh, Catholic Jesus. <laughs> what? Are you Christian? No, I grew up Christian. Now I consider myself culturally Christian. People who listen to the show hear that every episode. Meaning, I, I relate to a lot of the teachings that I was taught, but I don't necessarily hold on to them with a religious fervor. For example, abortion, sure. I have friends. Here's the, here's the weird contradiction that comes up a lot with me in religion. When I was religious, when I said, I am a follower of Christ. I am a Christian. I'm on this guy's team. If someone had an abortion, I would judge them. Definitely. Now? I'm, I'm, this is when. when. Remember? Oh, okay. I said when. Okay. <laughs> You're still thinking about your pants and how I spilled water all over them. I'm no, no. So I'm sorry. listening. I'm listening. Okay. So when I was like hardcore, like really in the Jesus camp. I, if someone was like, I had abortion, I'd be like, oh, my God. I, I wouldn't tell them what I felt. It was brainwashing. But inside, I was like, oh, you're a murderer and a monster. Now, I'm on the outside, and if you told me that you had an abortion, the first thing I would say is, oh, that must have been really hard for you. I, my, my heart would uh, feel for you. You know, that's a difficult experience, I have to imagine. And I would show to you more Christ-like love now being apart from his church than I did when I was in it. Did yeah. you know that was going to be my announcement on the show? That you had an abortion. <laughs> Did we you know need, that? We need a little conflict. We need some juice. Todd oh Glass is coming out on Marin. <laughs> the abortion is broken on this show. It was here, heard here first. But you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I, yes, I, feel I totally more, understand. I feel more unconditionally lovey and, and dare I say, Christ-like now than when I was a Christian. Because when I was a Christian, I was much more hard on people. Is if your family you, still Christian? My family is uh, – my mom is, is the religious head of the household, and she's a Christian in a way that delights me. I have no, I have no problem with her family. A lot of Christians I know, they, they do seem to exude a, a lightness and like a nice kind yeah. of quality that yeah. kind of doesn't – it's not a heavy vibe. I don't want to force this, but it's Duncan – who we both know and who you dated. I know, I know, I know. Here comes the controversy. Does he Talk about you the breakup. Christian? No. Well, first of all, that fucking Christmas card of you as Mary uh. and him as Joseph is one. Of, as him, that's him as Joseph, right? And then the dog was Jesus. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. There, Did you get one? I didn't get one because you know I don't. I, I wasn't in L.A. when that happened. I don't know why. I, I didn't, didn't have get your one. address. You didn't have my address. But first of all, your home is lovely. Oh, We've thank you. It. You have a fucking love. Picture Natasha's home. <laughs> you got it. That's right. That's what it looks like. <laughs> It's fucking tasteful. It's classy. It's oh, you were so fun. cute because you you were like, I really love what you've done with yeah. the, with the walls here. I'm a big, Where did you get those curtains? Yeah, I'm a big hit with girls. Girls like me because I like things. That I girls didn't know like. you like. Most guys live in sweat boxes, you know. I don't know. My place isn't as, as nice as yours, but like, 
I do appreciate it. I a saw good your home. place, the picture of it. It looked great. Well, thank you. It looked nicer than any man's house I've ever well, seen. Well, I do keep it somewhat nice. You had like a pink painting on the wall. Of Gosling. That's my Gosling. <laughs> This what? is my gossip. Yeah, that is what I say. That's what I say. That's what I say. Oh, that's great. And we do a series. When you come over, I'll say, I'll tweet, this is Natasha under the gossling. We do a series called you Under should, the Gosling. That's great. You should get a big picture of Picasso. And then you can tell people. This, this is, is my Picasso. You can say, this is my. <laughs> I like it a lot. But you'll see, Gosling is the king. He can be the only painting up. I got, uh, that's brave. Well, then there are a bunch of paintings that I did that are up, but he's the big one. I love it. I, I've said this many times. I, I think uh, so. I'm not gay. First of all, like I, I feel like that's warranted for some reason because these are gay stereotypes. Enjoying home decoration, right. having a big pink painting of Ryan Gosling. <laughs> but I find having a nice home and having a painting, a non-threatening painting of a male sex symbol in your home, is pretty uh, disarming in a good way if you have lady company. I uh, yes, and that's because you're a man. I'm a man. That's like what James Bond would do. Ah, you fucking made my nay. <laughs> my I, my I, day. I was going to say night, but I said nay. You've made my nay. But a lot of guys like they're um they're still living in this adolescence. Right. This Trying to prove Xbox, things. Xbox adult yeah. baby toys adolescence. Yes, talk about it, Legere. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you're tired of it. Well, Look, we're in this generation where it's celebrated to be the idiot man-child. All our movies, our Seth Rogans, our Steve Carells, were these men-boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Homer Simpson was the first, I would say, of our generation that was like, oh, it's cute that he's stupid and defenseless and, the, and needs the woman to be his mommy, mommy-wife. I have a lot of friends that have mommy-girlfriend. Really? A lot of guys with mommy-girlfriend. A lot of guys, uh, fewer guys are daddy-boyfriend. What do you go for? I, I don't like mommy boyfriend. Well, you can't have mommy boyfriend. That's do you, we, I'd are, be the mommy. Are you the mommy? Of course. Do you mother the boyfriend? I'm not saying I always do that, but it's happened. No, I, and please don't feel defensive. We're in a safe place. <laughs> yeah, we're in a safe you place. Are, just just really... on air to everyone. <laughs> You've seen I've through seen, my no, trick. Because I've been doing... Trust me. I've trust been doing me. the podcast circuit. Yeah, you know the deal. And I've been being very honest. But and I, I think I'm too honest. No... It's because a new thing. Just let it all out. It feels you know, great. It's so funny because I did this thing today that was like an affiliate of CBS, but it was on the internet. So they're like, we have internet standards. Or we have we have network standards on the internet. Okay. And that's just like so restrictive. Like what's the point of what doing is something point? online yep. if you're like, oh, I can't say B. You can't like, have to say B. Yep, yep, yep. It I just kind of makes me mad. In the podcast, it's like you can can't say, say B. Or, no, you, you, have to, you, you have to say Don't B. Don't trust the B. <laughs> but I'm just saying everything's so neutered. Ooh, yeah. And so people are so used to it not being that way that when it, you present present them with this neutered version of things yep. it's like the 1950s yep now uh, and podcast is like the 60s yeah podcast is <laughs> the, the 60s the revolution yep. of like not having to yep. adhere to these unfunny standards uh-huh. so that people at cheetos can get rich to the people at cheetos or like you know just like oh, corporations so like, we can get in a box well, so no, that cheetos can get rich well, on the be, network side. yes because they want to keep they want all the advertising right. money and they don't want to lose any of the advertising money how about find better advertisers who like have cooler yeah i don't know it just because seems like, here we are on a show and we've we've made abortion jokes or whatever and like then cheetos would be like that's not what flame and hot is about <laughs> 
<laughs> and they would pull out and would lose money and would lose uh, money. It's all yes, money. It happens all the time. Yeah, but here we are in a, in a nice, weird. Uh, I was gonna. It feels like an attic show. Uh, we're in an attic, the comedy attic, and we can say whatever we want. It's cool. What was I trying to get you to open up? I'm trying to get not in a bad way, but do you find that you mother? Are you playing a mom role to these man boys that you date? <laughs> I'm not saying that. No, I, no, I'm asking. I'd like to pass on this question. You can't. I'll, here's here's my trick: is I open up and then you'll and then you'll. Okay, then can I their, ask you a question? Yeah, I, I'll definitely let you interview me. Have you listened to the show before? It's a big part of it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. This guy, I, <laughs> um, I've been in relationships where I am the son. Definitely, really. My marriage, which ended, my wife was mommy wife. I was part of the breakup. She was like, uh, you don't need a wife. You need a nanny. That's what she said. <laughs> Fucking funny line. It was a good line. It hurt, but I was also kind of like, well-crafted. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, the next relationship didn't really fall into that. Then one of the other ones was more of a daddy. I was a daddy. I provided for the person. I was a uh, you-know-who. <laughs> And, and and you know what Jamie Lee I knows just too. It. Don't yeah, you no, it's say okay. That. No, I'm trying to set a precedent of honesty that shall be respected on the show and followed post haste by you. Yeah, you but will, it's you, it's in in it's, not, it's Jamie Lee and I. She's done the show and okay. we talked about okay. it. Okay, she and that wasn't her fault. That was what I was selling. I was like, come <laughs> come to me, my little chickadee, and I will be your. No, it's never your, what you're selling. It's, it it's, is it's, what I sold. No, but it's also it has to do with who the person is. If she were different, you wouldn't have done that. I think I made her that way much much Maybe. more than she would have been. She she was far more independent. And then when we got in that relationship, I was kind of like. And now I'll, I'll take care of everything. She's like, you don't have to. And I was like, I'll take care of it. And then eventually you kind of yield to it a little bit more. So I was more like a daddy. I don't like, yeah, I, I've definitely been in relationships where there's like heavy roles. Yes. And um, See, you're that's what up. I'm going to tell you. But I will say that I would like to, uh, I would like to have it not be like that. You don't want it to. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's weird if you realize that you're doing some sort of paternal or maternal thing in a relationship. But it's it's kind of right on the surface. This comes up a lot on the show. Who's your daddy? You know what I mean? Baby. That comes up a lot on the show. Yeah, well, the, these themes, the idea that you're kind of like, you call your girlfriend baby. You know what I mean? Right. This is my baby. This is my baby? <laughs> this is my baby. This is my baby? <laughs> what are you saying? This is my baby. I suck on her tits, it's mix a- it up. I mix it up. It's a term of endearment. It's a term of endearment that implies that they're your child. No, if you, I get it. it if you, you think it's more your, like buttercup, if, you, if my mom called me, "This is my baby," yep. that'd be weird. But she, as an adult. you are her baby. But she wouldn't be able to say that. When <laughs> That's we were more out. appropriate. She should be like, "This is my baby, Natasha." She's grown, <laughs> but at one point she was my baby. She shed that baby skin, that translucent thumping baby skin, but it's still this person. That's weird. But your boyfriend calls you baby or daddy. You ever call a boyfriend oh, daddy? That doesn't happen very much. In the uh, there's Poppy is big in the Latino community. Poppy, all oh, right, means Papa. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it Daddy, does. right there on the surface, Mommy, <laughs> and also Mommy. That's another one. Elvis, Mama, hey Mama. <laughs> John Stamos, hey Mama, hey Mama. During sex, hey Mama. As you cram yourself into the hole you came out of, you call your lover Mama. This, I mean, we've made this point enough that I think we can seal the books. I've won. I've proven it. It's gross. Sex is gross. <laughs> Relationships are gross. They, they're these weird echoes of our parents. If, if, unless you try to make conscious decisions. And put up some boundaries and make some new moves. Yeah. And that's, not that's be That's what mama. it's all about. Yes. 
So, okay. And also not becoming enemies with your exes. Yes. Because it's like you loved that person and you possibly lived with that person. Yep. Why would you now hate them? That's weird. Yeah, um, I, no, unless no, no, no that's ended, not weird. That's interesting. Unless it ended bad, like if you cheated on them. Well, it's funny that you say that because my wife cheated on me. And just now, for selfish reasons, I've been thinking about getting in touch with her and being like, hey, I just want you to know I forgive you and everything's fine. I don't, I don't want That's you to, cool. I don't want you to feel bad. But you know, it sounds like I'm being a really good guy, but really, I'm trying to free up the mental real estate in my subconscious that's, that's still thinking about it, that's still really? churning on it. Really? I still dream about it and stuff, and that's like a failure on my part. But it's a failure on her part because I think you should really try to be honest with people. What do you mean? Oh, when cheating. you cheat on someone, she only, you know, to my wife's credit, you want, you want to hear a weird thing? She only did it for four months and then she told me. If you're going to cheat. That's long. Is it? Four months? I guess. She had like a lover? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like? <laughs> he was very different from me. Let me know. What was he like? Well, he was like muscly. He was like more macho. He was short. Was he Latino? He was Italian. 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 Uh, she he, went the opposite. Yeah, he, yeah. I'm very, you know, Mormon looking, and he was very like Italian. He is very. You I, didn't see them having sex, did you? Fuck you. <laughs> now I do in my mind's eye. Thanks for that one. No, I don't mind. This is a fine subject. Uh, no, well, you said that you're over it. I am. You seem like you are. I do, and yes, I'm, of course. But there are certain jokes you have to make, like, "Hey, get out of here." But like, honestly, <laughs> the thought of them fucking doesn't bother me. Okay, good. That's true, and um. I think, and I actually do wish them well. This all sounds like oh, they're still together. Yeah, they're married. <laughs> I think I don't know. I don't. I don't talk to them. But last I heard, they were married. But you couldn't have been the comedian you are if you would have stayed in that marriage. Fucking a, Natasha. That's why I'm grateful for everything. Where was it? Where was what? The marriage. What do you mean? I'm trying to picture you guys in your little house. It's funny that you ask because that had a lot to do with it. We lived in uh, New York. Uh, in the city, in Brooklyn. Oh, I pictured you somewhere more rural. We'll get to, we'll get this, <laughs> dig this. So she was a country mouse and I was a city boy. I loved living in Park Slope. It was like my favorite place. The lesbians, the dogs, the restaurants. Because it's it like city, my... but you're still kind of got a little, you know, so it's like I, a cool neighborhood. I thought I was being a good husband because here's my wife and she's a country mouse. And I'm like, we'll live in Park Slope by this huge park. And uh, you can walk around and it's quiet. You know what I mean? It's not like, eh, fuck you, buddy. You right, know what right. I mean? It's like, it's, it's to me, that's the country. Park Slope's the country. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's subways and stuff, and you can get a cab, but it's the country. It's, you can get some beef carpaccio. Yeah, but at it's two still in the, the morning. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the kind of country I want to live in. Right. But then on the weekends, we would go up to Sleepy Hollow, right? Which is in upstate New York. You had a house up there? No. Uh, thanks for thinking that maybe I was doing well enough to have a house. <laughs> and then we would summer well, in Sleepy we- Hollow. <laughs> Maybe you had a um, like a real job. I understand what you're saying. Like you sold, you know, no, you no, no. sold real estate. Or my something. my wife uh, again. One of the reasons I can't really be too mad at her is she carried me through a pretty rough time of me being like, look, I was making a living as a uh, comedian. As a comedian. Oh, okay. But I wasn't like rolling in it. You know, right? I, pro- I probably made thirty grand a year or something. I don't know. That's a decent wage for a comedian mm-hmm. uh, in New York. It doesn't go that far. So you know, she was carrying me pretty good. Pretty nice. We were carrying each other. I'd and like that's to not think. a bad. For when I talk about men, like men who are children, a lot of men make way less than that. Like, yeah, that's that's still like, like Natasha. That's a big thing. People don't really talk about that. It, it's it's like an uh, it's a it's a problem between the genders when a man makes less than the woman. That's that's a problem. I'm not proud of that. You know what I mean? But if I was dating a woman, here's me being small. Here's here's me letting a small part of me talk on the microphone right now. Uh, a part that I suppress and work on, I bet I would be threatened by that. 
I'm not proud of that. I bet if my wife was like, I make $800,000 a year, and I was like, I make fifty, I'd be like, uh, honey, can I have my allowance? It goes, it goes back to that. Can I please have a Prius? Mommy, can I have my It's hard. Men, men do the fucking, right? Yeah. We're, the, we're the ones that get the dick hard, and we fuck a hole. Okay, I know that's really crude, but there's something about that that wants to inform every element of the relationship. Mm-hmm. But you have to. You're doing well. You you you've been in relationships where you're making more. And well, the, I'm just saying it's. But I'm right. <laughs> but I, I'm just telling you that thirty thousand dollars isn't so bad. But I want to hear the rest of this. So then, oh, what happened? You went to Sleepy Hollow. I will tangent. <laughs> I, will, I will tangent all over the place. I'll I'll write down making more than boys. Make more <laughs> than boys. <laughs> I can't believe I said holes. You ever offend yourself? I offend myself all the time. Really? And we leave it in the show because it's important. I'm a nice person and I think I'm a good person. And I say things like a dick hole, fuck dick a hole. Like, that's horrible. That's just your Christian shadow. Kind I of. know you're right. Oh, I can't wait to get into the spiritual stuff with you. This really is. <laughs> isn't this like a more chill episode? There's something really nice about it. I'm going to listen to this episode. The other episodes, I'm like, I'm a little much. <laughs> this one, I'm like, yeah, it's like jazz. Like we said up top. Okay, so I move. So. We moved to Sleepy Hollow. How far away is that? It, uh, well, it depends. Oh, you moved there after Park Slope. Here's the deal. We used to go there on the weekends, right? And we would walk around this park up there. And it was like 100 acres. It was a beautiful park. You'd see deers and stuff. In Sleepy deer. Hollow? Wow. Uh, yeah, in Sleepy Hollow. And um, it was also Terrytown. Terrytown, Sleepy Hollow. There's a big park up there. And we used to walk around it. And it was lovely. And I really did like it. I'm not a monster. I like the city, but I can also walk around and be like, look at that deer. The crip rippling. Actually, after the divorce, I was like, I want to burn that fucking park down. Put a, like a mall in there and a tasty delight. <laughs> you know what I mean? And homeless people. Ship in some homeless people. I want this place smelling like piss. You know, uh, but because I was bitter about what happened. But uh, so we'd go there every weekend. And then I, she was getting sadder and sadder, wilting. I was watching her wilt because we lived in the city. Mm. And I was like, I thought we lived in a great part of the city. But like he- her personality, her, her spark was kind of... Yeah, it wasn't ideal. This is a girl, this is a, a, a lovely person that wants to like run and see... I'm sorry to keep going to deer, but I clearly am not an outdoorsy person. And see deer. <laughs> and do all the things that you do in the wild, like see deer. <laughs> And I don't know how to interact with nature. Maybe we'll spot some deer. Maybe we won't. Guys, keep your eyes peeled for deer. That's why we're, we're going here. On deer safari. It's going to be deer great. safari. Get your cameras. They're startled easily. Put away the loud firecrackers. Uh, so yes, deer safari. So so she, uh, you know, she did her best. She also worked at this weird inner city school, and then like, and then so she had it rough. Old Johnny Stupid Pants is going and doing shows, being on Best Week Ever, and making uh, a similar, if not a, a little bit more, I'm not even sure, income just cracking wise. And meanwhile, she's, you know, busting her ass in, in like an inner city school. Like, I was very proud of her, taking it fucking on the chin. Difficult. And then she'd come home and she was in a place that she didn't like. So I'm like, oh, God. And then what started to happen was it's dangerous to make big life decisions when you're killing it. So I started killing it, right? I got like a college agent. I, I crushed a NACA. You know what I mean? Like I got a standing ovation at a NACA. I was like, I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to be a comedian. So I was, walk- I was on cloud nine. And then I was like, fuck it. Let's move to Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I- <laughs> That's cool. I think people should make more. Dis- I want to do things like that. It's I think dangerous. that's cool. My my kids will learn to ask me for things after I've had a good set. You know what I mean? Like that. that, that is- 
That is the so window. So you had a good set and you were like, uh. Pretty much almost exactly. Yeah. I remember where I was, where I was like, come on, like, fuck it, baby, you baby. You must have really loved her. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, like, I did, but in the way that I knew how. I was a child. At this time, I was 25 years old. You right. know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm not here to say that I didn't love this person. I don't think I was in love with her. I think I was in love with what she provided for me. Mm-hmm. She, she was my mommy. She helped me do comedy. She helped pay the rent. She helped me get to New York. And every time I looked in the file of her, I'd look in the file and there was this golden ticket that was like, this woman enables you to pursue your dream. So that, I could convert that into pure love for this person. But then when we moved to Sleepy Hollow and I was now commuting an hour and a half to do five minutes for free at the UCB at 11 o'clock at night and then Uh. driving back, it was a nightmare. And then I looked in the file and that wasn't there anymore. And I stopped loving her as much. That's fucked up. That's not real love. You know what I mean? That was I. I was. Paris. You seem like a very loving person, but you also love yourself, and you love your career, and you have ambition. So yeah, I don't. I, it's not that you stopped loving her. It changed. It, it. It. Look, it wasn't fully parasitic or whatever. It definitely wasn't. She. Got, I'd like to think she got a lot. A lot out of it. A lot of good love, attention, support, and that sort of stuff. But there was an element in the backbone of the relationship of like you're helping me. I, I don't feel good saying that. You know mm, what I mean? Yeah. So when she stopped helping me and I lived in Sleepy Hollow, I was in hell. I hated it. I hated it. I lived in this weird house that smelled like bandages because the people in it were dying. <laughs> like old people. I mean, what are the houses like out there? Uh... You know, I can speak freely to you. They're kind of trashy. You know what I mean? I grew up in Lexington, 02173. I know what nice Victorian architecture looks like. And I'm not putting down, they're probably listeners from Sleepy Hollow. It's a gorgeous area. I didn't live in a gorgeous house. And what would, what was her job then when she lived in... She still worked at the inner city school. She'd commute. You would both commute. She would just commute. spend the night. Yep. In this countryside. And then she'd go back and I'd go back and I'd miss her completely. So she'd leave in the morning. <laughs> Four months while she was fucking this dude. Okay. So when she told me, it makes no sense. It was hell. That that lifetime arrangement. Here's where it gets really weird. I've talked to other people that were in like deep deep grief, right? And it's weird what your body will do when you're in deep grief. Is I uh, thought I was dead. Your brain will come up with fantastical solutions. I, I was on this bad plane ride, right? It was real choppy. And and then right after that, we moved to Sleepy Hollow. That was actually part of it. I was like, life is short. We should live in Sleepy you Hollow. You thought you were in a dream? And then... <laughs> yeah! That's cool. I mean, you are living in a place that's like, sounds like it has a fake name. Sleepy Hollow, and we lived in front of a cemetery. Not a joke. On Gory Brook Road. Gory Brook. Well, so is Sleepy Hollow like the what's that? The inspiration is that like the Ichabod headless horseman? Okay, horse okay. it is. Yeah, it is. So uh, where where were we? Um, where were we? So four months. You, yes. Oh, you started to think you were dead. Oh yeah, yeah. You thought you were in a dream. I worse than a dream. Actually, although I did try to wake up, you thought I, you were a ghost. I kind of. I have a memory of laying on my bed and trying to wake up, thinking that I would. That's how you know you're in a bad relationship. Because I felt that once too. Really? But I was in Australia being abducted by like a con artist. To do a casino? When I was 23. (laughs) No, I didn't do stand up. I was like 23 and he was 41. Tell me about this. No, I don't want to talk about it, but I'll just tell you. <laughs> you are you. the worst. Why are you interviewing me? It's the Pete Holmes episode of the show with guest host Natasha Leggero. No, at one point, he you took talk- all my money. Oh. And then, like, I, I, yeah, I thought I was in a dream. I've heard about that. Yeah. You talked about that on stage? Yeah. 
I remember that. But yeah, so you've got to be going through something. Yeah. Like I would change my hair color every day. Really? Yeah, like I was like going through like a crisis. That's like what dream Natasha would do. (laughs) It's like, Like well, I'm in a dream. I might as well fly around. That is cool though. When, when, but you know, it's it's stuff that you never forget when your life gets that bad. Well, it's traumatic, and your your body, your brain doesn't forget trauma very easily, like a car right, accident. Right. So it was traumatic, and I remember walking but home. Don't you and romanticize was, it a little bit? Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, God, it's a feather in my cap. This grief totally, that I've gone through. Totally. People that like want to talk about heartbreak. Look, I don't even think my story is that good. I've talked to people that were like, "This was my soulmate," and they were like, "Taken from me" or something, and I'm just like. I got married real young, and then she fell in love with someone else, and then I moved to Sleepy Hollow. But you were a very serious man, probably, because you got married, and you probably really believed in the institution of marriage, so this was like a big thing for you. I believed in pleasing my mother. Right, right, right. church. That's a pretty big matzo ball right there. My mom was like, you should get married. I was like, okay. You just dumb, asked dumb, your girlfriend. Dumb, to marry. I didn't even. It was so. It was so unromantic. I called her and I was like, "So I, I think we should get married." Like I don't even. I don't. There was no proposal. You were dating her and you're like, "So I think we should get married." And she was like, "Okay." It was. It was. You know, I've dated other girls since then, and to tell them, and this is the God's honest truth, because they're like, "Oh, it's kind of fucked up that you were married." And honestly, I don't feel like I was. That's completely. Right. True. That sounds like a line of a guy with a pink Gosling painting and some other <laughs> panty dropping elements to his apartment that would like you to know. But it's completely true that I'm like, look, I don't feel like I was married. There was no engagement ring. There was no engagement. Very small ceremony. The, we picked the date because that was the one that was inv- available. We were engaged for five months, got married, moved to Chicago. Why? Because you don't move to Chicago with your girlfriend. Religious. You moved to Chicago with your wife. And that's what I did. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And you know what? It was great. For six years, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I, that, that, that's, if there's something tragic about it, is that I was enjoying it. I was like, this is good. But I didn't know. I didn't know what life was. I didn't know what three dimensions were. I was living in a very simple, no technicolor, just kind of black and white, like, this is my wife, and sometimes, you know, we laugh and whatever. You know, we were fine, but it wasn't like... It didn't feel like real life. It felt like, we, and she said this when we broke up. She was like, it felt like we were playing marriage. I think you come into different versions of yourself. Yes, that's right. I, I was not introspective until I was 22. Really? Yeah, like I was just rude. Ah. Like I never thought about things. I never thought about how things would affect other people. Yeah. I just, know, I just didn't know. <laughs> and then what happened? I Why'd went to you college look- <laughs> and I started like reading books. <laughs> Not being a dumbass. See, I remained a dumbass. I had to learn from divorce. Right. <laughs> well, I'm s- just saying it's it's okay that you We know. said that the other day we, me and Chelsea went, "Thank you so much." That's your bit about uh, being rude. It's a great bit. You are one of the funniest. I know I already said that. I don't You're feel so like sweet we talked about that. you. Too. You are. You're a destroyer. You're the best. I saw I remember when I saw you at comics in New York and I was in the crowd and I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? Because I was getting everyone to dance. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you were this jaunty little woman. You're a tiny peanut. You're a teardrop of a woman <laughs> on stage commanding the crowd like Earthquake, the big black. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is happening? When was that? You looked like <laughs> a single piece of toilet paper. That's how small you are. <laughs> and commanding the crowd uh, like the whole role. I don't That's remember. a pretty good blurb. She was the size of a single piece of toilet paper, but commanded the crowd like a whole roll. We'll be right back. There are no commercials. Uh, but that, let's talk about your comedy a little bit, since we've delved into my... And then we're going to get into you. We have to. We have to get into you somewhere. Your truth. Your weirdness. 
Is that what we talk about? Have you seen the name of the show? Yeah, it's called I'm Weird or something. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's I make know. it weird. No! You made it weird. You Although made when it I asked you to do it, I said, let's make it weird. So that's about right. Okay. Let's well, can I, let's talk a little bit about uh, religion because that came up. Uh, well, boys. I have a question. Yeah. You'll answer it? Of course. Did your family speak in tongues? <laughs> what a funny question. No. Oh, because a lot of Christians do. I know. My brother's girlfriend's Christian, and when they go to church, they raise their hand and they speak in tongues. We're part A, not part B. No you, tongues. You raise do. your hand. Uh, it's optional, and it's probably 13% of the congregation is doing it. My mom will do it, but she does it tastefully. You know, she does it like the casual Heil Hitler. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, not the right. full Heil, but just right, right. the, hey, how's it going? I've already seen you today, my Fjord, so I'll give it to you low. I feel like this is funnier than both of you are giving it. I'm going to get a lot of loving emails about that. People are going to love that moment that just happened that you let pass by both of you. I've never talked this quietly on the show before. Do you think I need to start a podcast? Well, yeah, you had a podcast. Oh, yeah, I did have one. Called? The Lavender Hour. And I was going to do it. And I was robbed. You never did it? I never did it. You were robbed. I was robbed. But I, you, you just did Duncan's podcast. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to it? No. Oh, okay. I didn't want... Why? He said he got it all out there. I called him on the way over. And I was like, can Natasha and I talk about it? And he was like, oh, man, it's okay. Whatever you wanted. This is my Duncan impression. You already asked him if we could talk about it? Just before the interview. Just before this. Well, thanks for asking me. Yeah. I No, what I do is we, I'll ask you on the air, and then hopefully it'll be weird. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Why would I? I wish we had the phone call with Duncan to play, but I couldn't record it. He was so okay with it. He was like, oh, man, thanks so much for checking. And he was like, he said on his podcast, he fully admitted to being essentially like a piece of shit. He was like, I was jerking off in the basement playing NBA. And uh, and he's like, well, yeah, but he told me that yesterday. I didn't know that. What do you mean? He told me that for the first time on the podcast. Yes. See, he knows how to do it. Do it on the air. Well, I'm interested He's in... He's being a bit dramatic. What do you mean? You think you had some fault in it? I'm well, sorry. I think Here, let's bring people up to speed. You d- you dated the wonderful I Duncan Trussell. I can't that we have to talk about this. No, we don't have to. It's okay. You I can, can handle it. You, can, you totally... I don't want you to be uncomfortable. You're a guest in my home. I love your home. Want to talk more <laughs> about your tasteful antiques? No, go ahead. You have a piano. Can you play piano? I can a little bit. Oh, yeah, of course, because you're white. <laughs> Well-bred. Yes. I'm well-bred. Uh, you dated... You only of, do it with WH. Okay. That's, oh, I'm sorry. Well-bred. Yes. It doesn't sound right. Well. <laughs> you dated Duncan Trussell, one of my favorite episodes of the show, but I've known you longer, and then you, da- you, were, dun- you, you were dunking dating. You, <laughs> you, were, you were dunking dating when I met you, though, because you dated him for four years, and then you recently broke up. How recently was it? A couple months ago. <laughs> What's so funny about that? It's just so awkward. I, I don't know exactly, like two or three months ago. Okay. Maybe uh, two and a half. And he says that he, I asked him about it when I did his podcast. I was like, what happened? And he was like, I, I just didn't do good. He says it was kind of his thing. Here's what I want to talk to you about. Okay. You always date comedians, true or false? Mm, I like comedians. <laughs> it's hard to be around people who aren't funny. It is hard. Once you're used to like having all your friends be funny. Yep. And like having them. And usually people, I like people who are smart. And usually people who are really smart are funny. Yes, that's true. I have yet, well, I have met people who are really smart and not funny, but 
they're like weird. Right. They might be a little bit more book learning. Yeah, so science, science man type. But I don't have to date a comedian. But I remember you said that you said you had dated you dated a string of comedians because I when I was dating Jamie Lee you were like, "Yeah, you got it. There's no going back. You date a comedian, that's the way to do it." I remember you said something. I kind of like, like it, I guess. I like the idea of um, you know, them understanding your situation. Your dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Your compulsion. I mean, comedians are like dark. Yep. <laughs> they really like get the dark side. Yep. And a lot of people who aren't comedians, they're hard to like sometimes they'll judge you too much for being negative. <laughs> like <laughs> over oh, being kind of uh uh cynical or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And judgmental. Like I went yeah. out with a group of musicians the other night and like the vibe is totally different. Like people will like sincerely talk about you know, their feelings. They're like things that comedians would like. Yeah. Like be scared. Well, of. you and I are both good friends with Chelsea. Have a drink if you're playing the drinking game. Every time I mention Chelsea, you have to have a shot. Oh, okay. It kills people. <laughs> people die. We love Chelsea, and Chelsea is one of the funniest people to be snarky with. Just the funniest. <laughs> that that is a great thing. Here, okay. So here's two theories. Your we'll call one the Legero is that comedians should date other comedians. Then there's the uh, the Kroll. I don't think he'll mind me quoting him. Kroll is like I get that from my friends. Chelsea says that too. The idea that it's like you don't need to date comedians. You just get that from your friends. But I like that, stimulating say, conversation, though. Yeah? Constantly. All the time. Well, that see? You that's get addicted to that. I don't know how I feel about dating comedians. However, I do agree with you that there's like a certain extent where it's like you get most of what you get from your partner. I know how I am when I'm dating somebody. And once it gets serious, that person's like 80% of my social That's life. the person you're talking to. Yep. So you want to like... Share a worldview. Yes. And so comics, funny people, yep. writers, like I just – I get that from my friends too, but you're right. Yeah. When you're in relationships, well, I maybe mean, I need just need more friends. I don't think so. I don't know. I'm kind of like a girl in that I'll have a lot of friends, then I'll get a girlfriend, and some of them don't make the cut. You know what I mean? Because girlfriend is equal to like eight friends. You know what I'm saying? Duncan's delightful. He's very funny and you- very smart. He's how much of how many of his views do you share? Because he's well, out that's there. the problem. I think I'm like because on his podcast I said that when I was with him I woke up in a bad mood, and now that he's gone I wake up in a bad mood. But I really think that's because like he talked about the apocalypse for four years. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like a 2012 apocalypse? Well, just like the 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 the, the destruct. Like I really do feel like the singularity is near. And that that's 2029, though. Well, but that, and also he's he's not into the mind apocalypse, but just the the corporate takeover. I guess I got a little yeah infected by, and I think it's true. Mm-hmm. So that's like me not watching the news. You were dating CNN, but for like Duncan <laughs> DTNN. It was, yeah, it was. You know, I just think that it's. But I I share. I mean, it's it's. A, I just got a little dark. Yeah, that's interesting. Like I do feel like. Things are going to change fast soon. You mean you're talking about the apocalypse? I'm talking about they're trying to get rid of the women's movement. I'm yep. talking about I heard about that. corporate takeover. <laughs> I'm talking about all the rich people rigging the game and stealing money from everybody. I'm yeah. talking about the uh, 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 abolishing of all the arts programs and all the public schools. How everyone's getting laid off. People don't make enough money to even live. Like it's mm. it's really going to be like like I said those it's going to be like a, a ruling class mm-hmm. <laughs> like power toddlers. <laughs> like I, I really do see it like as idiocracy. Yes, and they're not but breeding. soon. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm kind of like, but maybe people have always thought this. 
Like in the Roman Empire, they were like, it's the end. Yeah, I feel like they did. But in the Roman Empire, it was eventually the end for, of the Roman Empire. That ended. Dark Ages. I feel like the American rule will be over. In our lifetime? Yes. I feel like there's a certain sort of... Uh, Can I get arrested for saying that? No, this is a podcast. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Duncan would always pretend like we could get arrested for this. See, that's exciting. <laughs> He's I feel probably like good, though. Duncan would be a great guy to play all sorts of pretend with. Like, if, if we were getting out of our car and he was like, let's pretend there's a burglar after us, I would be like, ah! <laughs> He's just a, an infectious person. Uh, I, I feel like there's a certain level of narcissism that the Christian community certainly has, which is like, this, these are the end times. So I grew up with everybody being like, these are the oh, end really? times. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's, it's commonplace. I went to a school uh, with everybody that could tell you exactly why it's the end times. And everybody thought it was the end times since the beginning of time, it seems like. You're just like, helicopters, that's what Revelation means when they say those whirly birds. <laughs> well, if they said whirly birds, that would be pretty convincing. So I, I don't buy that. But I'm also an idiot. Yeah. What am I? What am I in your equation? Part, are we done talking about this? Part of the problem? Is it bumming you out? No, it's just so personal. Which part? The Duncan part? Yeah. Are you going to be friends? We are friends. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. It's weird to live with somebody. Right. And not... And cut them out completely. Yeah. Oh, that goes, that's how we got onto my ex-wife. I, yes. I don't want to be chums with my ex-wife, but I, would, uh, I don't want to have people that I hate. You know, exes that I hate. Jamie Lee, good, one of my best friends. She's the best. I like her. She's great. She loves you. That was when I first met you, when she was trying to nail you down for an interview. Oh, right. And you were very kind. I was. You were like, I'll do it, darling. And then I probably didn't. You never did. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not kind. It's better to say, I don't have the time, darling. No, I think, you, for I think you did do it. I don't oh, know. Okay, did good. you do it? I don't think so. I don't think she did it. I don't think she followed up to do it. But okay. she was going to do this, inter- like a series of interviews with female comedians, which I'm sure comes around from time to time. Yes, it does. People want to talk to female comedians and be like, you female, how's that going? It's good being a female. It doesn't get, you don't, see, that's the thing is like, I was very careful to say, you're not one of the funniest female comedians I know. You're one of the funniest, and so is Chelsea. You and Chelsea are two of the funniest comedians I know, hands down. You're earthquakes. <laughs> It's insane. It's pronounced earthquake. It's you guys are earthquakes. Thank you. It's amazing. Did gender get in the way at all, or do you feel like that's a non-issue? Mm. Does it help as much as it hurts? It's got to hurt a little bit. There's a like. There's a lot of dumb people I know. People I went to school with that will be like, I just don't find girls funny. And it's like, when's the last time you saw a girl comedian, a female comedian? And they're like, oh. <laughs> people have opinions about things. They they don't need to be informed about them at all. You know I think I mean? it's all about just evolving your ideas. Oh, that sounds like Duncan. Well, no, like, you know, not, you know, women used to not even be able to be secretaries in the 30s. Like, you had no options. Really? Or, you know, in 1910, a woman was, like, just starting to be able to, like, maybe be in the workforce, kind of. But still, like, if you didn't come from a good family and married into something, you'd, like, become a prostitute. That's wild. That's crazy. I mean, that would be like a good thing that happened. To right. You. So like when you we couldn't watched, vote, yeah. you couldn't have a job. You couldn't. I don't even know if you could go to college. Right. So like when you watch like Mad Men and they're all secretaries and everyone's calling them hun and stuff. You're like, that's progress. That's that, like, was, that was like really good for them. That was like female comedians. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're Peggy Olson. <laughs> I guess you got promoted to copywriter. And yeah. You're like a dude. She's like a dude. Yeah, so it's like it's uh you know I just think it's it's about evolution. Yeah. So does it affect me? I guess, but I don't know. I just think it's good that 
there's more of them. Besides the apocalypse, how many out there thoughts do you have that are like Duncan's? Because Duncan's out there. I have, a, I have my own conspiracy theory that I think is true that Duncan was impressed with. I'd love to hear it. Well, I couldn't be more interested. I really think that, because um, remember, like, they, I was just thinking about this because I did this show, What's Trending Today. It's, it used to be on CBS, but now they had to move it to the internet because they're the ones who accidentally said Steve Jobs died. Oh. And then all of a sudden they had to retract it. They took it. They took their show off the air. The whole show got fired. And then... Wait, Steve Jobs had died? No, and then they took it back. Remember, they said he died, and they took it back. And then all of a sudden, like, that iPhone got released, and then he died, like, two days later. Oh. So I'm sure that he died, and then they, like, he had it in his claws to, like, wait till he, you know, he wanted to release his product. Oh, wow. Because it was, like, the same people who broke Michael Jackson's death. It was TMZ, I think. But they, they knew he had died. And then oh. when this news channel said it, they got taken. So I just think that there's, like, people who are that powerful, like, making sure that in order... I just think it's so funny that someone is such a capitalist even after they die. Yeah. Like, you're so into making money. Oh, you think that... I'd like to think it was because he's so into his cool magic products. I know, but I just feel like he would have... Um, he wouldn't have, you know, you know, I think 13 people jumped off in China, jumped off um, and committed suicide. Shenzhen. Is that what it's called? That's where they make them. I know some things. Oh, okay. They all they committed suicide. And to stop the suicides at the Apple Putting factory, next. they had them sign waivers uh, swearing that they would not commit suicide. Oh, really? <laughs> that was like the solution. I also heard they put nets out. No. Yeah. That's in San Francisco. No, this is in China. This is where they make... Because so many people yeah. are killing themselves. Yeah, so they're nets. I just feel like when you're that powerful and you're about to die, you could really like make this huge blast of difference into the world. But I know he already did right. by giving us the phones. So Giving us maps and stuff. Right. But he could have... Yeah, I think about that all the time. He could have made a pretty big dent in things. He could have... Apple could set the precedent and be like, we're going to have awesome... Like, Google, like working for Google. It's what the world needs right yeah. now because, you know, the corporate... Uh, corporations are getting so smart. What is your conspiracy, though? Oh, just that Steve Jobs died <laughs> earlier than he did. That's all. <laughs> I don't really have. Were you the one telling me that you? Were you the one who said that your conspiracy? Were you the one who said that you thought that um, they released the Seinfeld DVD? Oh, that's not, look. That's not one that I believe, <laughs> but that's one of my favorite conspiracies of all time. I'm performing at the Laugh Factory tonight. Uh, that they. That the Kramer thing, the Michael Richards N-word scandal, was a plant, was fake, to make the sale, because the sales of the DVD of Seinfeld that came out, like, the Wednesday after that were, like, three times as good as the other seasons that were coming out. <laughs> because, like, it, it's got everybody thinking about Seinfeld again. Isn't that crazy? And he's a, he's a Freemason. Michael, he is. Michael Richards is a, I, I, I've been told, how do you know these things? I like some other knucklehead told me, and here I am saying it again. So I'll say I don't know, but I've been told he's a Freemason, which people love to be like, oh, that's a thing. So it sounds like he might be in bed with some interesting people, and then they want to triple the sales of Seinfeld by saying the N-word. Secret societies. Yeah. Those are cool. They are pretty cool. We did that. Duncan did that, Dan and I did that show in a Masonic Lodge. It was cool. The one of what? In the cemetery. You did what show? He has some show. Oh, right, right, yeah. Like a live show. Yeah, that, that's a great show. It was a great show. It's a little too long. I don't like going at the end. Oh, you had to close it out. It's because yeah. you're so good. I know. No one can follow me. I'm just kidding. Did we make it weird enough? 
Did that make it weird enough? I was kidding. People so is it? I, I'm sorry, I haven't heard this podcast yet. Yeah, I've been so busy. This is not a typical episode. It's Starring so chill. I love it. I never wanted to end. <laughs> Starring in podcasts. What is what is your comedy dynamic? You've you've acted a lot. Because mm-hmm. I was I, I talk to people all the time about this. There's like comedians that just want to be comedians. They just want to be road dogs, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. Although I think it's a noble. You know pursuit. who a lot of those guys are? Who? Men with wives and children oh, that want to get away from them. <laughs> oh my them Jesus! Are. Oh my Mormon Jesus! They can get away. They can like smoke pot with their buddies. They take their friends on the road. Yeah, I, I feel like if you want to do that, it is there's part of you that like wants to party, get treated like a star, and like yeah, in a small town or whatever. I mean, I'm not saying that's all of them. That's some of it. But I think that. But there's that whole thing about like don't work hard, work smart. I mean, w- yes, work hard. But I say it to people all the time. It's like, what is your end goal? Where do you see yourself? Are you? No acting? one's ever told me that. What? Don't, don't work hard, work smart. Yeah, that's oh. good. Well, this podcast is full of gems. You got to sift through my heartbreaking tales of divorce. <laughs> <laughs> But good Christian values. I yeah. like it. Well, that, I don't know. I, that that was told to me by some comedian. I'm sure it was like. It, the idea, like people bust their butt and they and they beat themselves up and drive for days to get to some fucking one nighter, and you entertain some good people, decent people. Let's not put the crowd down, but people that aren't really going to be like changing the or culture even, of comedy. Or even you drive across town and you haven't like worked on any, any new bits, and yeah. like it's like would would that time be better? spent doing something else and i'm a big proponent of uh nights off like I, i'm not right. one, i'm not one of those people that has to do it all the time i've said on the show before but you have to live a life worth commenting on and i'm a big believer in the subconscious that the subconscious is what's writing the material i don't have any of my material so written it's down. all about taking in information take it in read uh talk to people go to dinner try something new me and emily gordon just went to this weird korean spa do you think i'm going home and going Korean spa in a Microsoft Word document and trying to write bits about it? Fuck no. Let it happen. Let it soak in. My fucking material gets delivered to me by my subconscious in nice little bows because I've been doing it long enough and I've fucking worked at it long enough that it shows up and I read it as if an employee made it. My tweets do that. Is that what do you mean? Like they come to me like that? Yeah. But my jokes, like, I guess I, I make them too hard sometimes. Or you know what it is? My jokes are coming to me and I'm just tweeting them. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want the instant gratification, right, so you right. tweet it right away. Yeah. Well, uh, and then you get, then you're sick of it, and then, or you judge it, or maybe it didn't, you know, get a response, so then you leave it, you, you never revisit it. Well, actually, I think that tweeting, uh, everybody knows on the show, I said this, tweeting and podcasting are really good for stand-up. In general, when I'm on stage and I need a one-liner, I'll often say one of my tweets, you know what I mean? Or a tweet will be the opening of a big chunk of something, mm. or something I've said on the podcast. The last couple bits that I've really been doing are things that I said on the podcast, and you can hear me. I say it on the show, I go, oh, that's something, and I'll write it down, because as my subconscious goes, hey! And you just have to learn to pay attention to That's them. That's cool. So how many times a week will you go up in town if you're not on the road? Three or four. That's a lot. Is it? Three or four? Is it? Do you That's go, not do you a go lot. on the road a lot? Uh, this month I am. So not three or four if you have a weekend on the road. Yeah, this month uh, I'll, every, I'm going on the road every weekend this month doing probably five, six shows each weekend. But then how many will you do in town? And then while I'm doing a lot of road shows like that, I'll probably not do that many. But, you know, still one or two at least. Right. So it's going to be a lot. That's about what I do. It's a lot of stand-up. It's a lot of stand-up. But it's good. Like tonight I have a show. Tomorrow I have two shows. Where's your show tonight? 
Uh, Laugh Factory, remember? Michael Richards. Oh. I'm gonna Michael say Richards is there? No. Oh, it's that one banned. for kids. He's right. banned. No, that was during the day. Nick Thune did that. Yeah, I know. I, uh, but yeah. And then on Friday, I'm going to the Colorado School of Mines for a five o'clock show. That's going to be... I've performed there. You have? Mm-hmm. Tell me it's okay. Is it? I can't remember. Oh. I just know it was such a dumb name. And was it at five o'clock? That's a college, right? Yeah. I think that's the one that I went to. No, maybe not. <laughs> I went. I went to one that was. It had. I would. They double booked me with Jello wrestling. <laughs> so I got there, and there was there. I think this was a Colorado school of mines. I get there, and there's no because it was a Christian school. Is that Christian? Jello wrestling is not Christian. But they had it there. There is a Jello vat on my stage where I'm supposed to perform, and they're like. Okay, we're gonna. Oh, it's not just, like bikini jello wrestling. It was like gay kids. That's that's very Christian. Yes, there was so much homoerotic wrestling. In so my I school. had to do my set in front of this um, je- vat of jello that they that's, were like <laughs> mixing with paddles, and then the kids got in and started like dry humping each other. Not during your set. No, after. after yes, they were moist humping. Let's be honest, it was pretty wet, <laughs> pretty slippery. But. I, uh, so that's not a that's not a Christian school, Colorado School of Mines. I don't think so. All I know is it's a here's here's Pete's telltale signs that the college won't be good. Uh, it's early, five o'clock. That's not going to be good. Hey, spoiler, not going to be good. Two, uh, it's um, a commuter school. If the school has a sense of community, you know what right. I'm saying? They're stuck there. They're looking for something to do. Great. If they're like ninety percent of the students drive in, I'm like ninety percent of the students aren't coming to the show. There won't be a lot of people there, probably. But based on that math, that the people that will be there will be a little more mature than college students, so it'll be better. Maybe, maybe Colorado School of Mines. Hey, you know, I'm sh- doing. I t- I'm doing Foxwoods Casino. Yeah, that's going to be bad too. <laughs> Casinos are hilarious. Whenever there's a casino, just the IQs drop. Is it? Well, oh, it just all, goes down. They're all there just shoveling their oh, savings away. It's so sad. Or they're like... And smoking. Yeah. And drinking gin. Carpets. It's just, it's bad. Weird laser beam oh. carpet patterns. Yeah, it's... it's the, the dull harmony of a thousand slot it's machines. It's bad. Yeah, fucking escorts. Prostitutes. Yeah. I like call them escorts, but yeah. Gross, the worst. I don't mean to say gross, but you know, casinos aren't my thing. Yeah, but you're doing one, so yeah, you, that's great. You do. But this, some is a, this looks like a nice one, actually. See, here, they have a spa. That's my new requirement. <laughs> ah, I love I'll do a casino if it has a spa. Is that right? Yeah, why not? Well, that's a good. I, I would. That's a great. Because I used to, to say do. I'd only do cities that have museums of modern art. Really? Yeah, because I want to have. Something. Is that what you tell the tour people? Yeah, like I don't want to go to Albany. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to Philadelphia. Yes. I'll go to San Francisco. Yes. I'll go to Chicago. I'll go to Denver. I'll go to St. Louis. There's a lot of places. Yep. There are a lot of great th- Those are the Chicago. cities. You, I, I tell my booking agent, I'm like, you know the cities. Stop being dumb. <laughs> Denver, Seattle, San Francisco, Austin, Chicago. You said them all. That's it. And then you just do those in rotation. I don't think Mash and Tucket has a museum, but they do have a spa. That makes up for it. Yeah. Hot Stone. You're tiny, though. What's weird is you and I go for in for a massage. You get charged the same as me. I am like five of you. So you and Emily went to a Korean spa together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it co-ed? Yeah. It was so you guys very... just sat there with all the naked Chinese No, no, people. no. It, in fact, it couldn't have been more platonic. It w- all the spas were people wearing T-shirts and pants. Not pants, shorts. I've never been to a spa like that before. It was insane. It wasn't even that hot. When I go to a sauna, you're picturing it correctly. People aren't naked, but you're like in a bathing suit and dripping. You know what I mean? Towels, men talking about business and assassinations, that sort of stuff. 
<laughs> that's the kind of sauna I typically go to. Typically, that's the worst say- sentence I've ever said. Typically, Natasha, I go to a sauna that's pretty wet and dripping. <laughs> but uh, this was this was so. There were mostly old people there. It was there was nothing weird about it. I, I'm with you that going to a spa with it, like a married person and being like, let's go to a spa together. It's a little weird. Emily is like my sister. She's married. Yeah, she's married to Kumail. Oh, I was thinking of Emily Maya Mills. Ha! No, that would be weird. She's she dated Kyle Kinane. I know. And therefore, I would never do that. Isn't that weird? So, are you looking to date a comic? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm not looking to date anybody. Are you looking to date anybody? No. Well, I don't know. Maybe. What does that mean? Well, not currently. You're not actively looking. No, I was no, but I was asking you if so. so you like comics too? Um, no. Yes, no. I don't have it figured out. That's what makes the show so fun. <laughs> I don't know. I flirt with the idea because God, when it's good, it's so good. The laughing, oh, so much laughing. Bits. I've I've told Jamie many times that a lot of my best bits were things that I said to her or like riffed yeah, within her presence. That's what's great too. It's great, but you know, but we, someone can get your sense of humor. Yep, absolutely. And it, it, it just, it's... What would you call your persona? My persona? Youth pastor? <laughs> <laughs> Youth pastor who just, like, dropped acid. Yeah. <laughs> Youth pastor on mushrooms. I prefer keeping it, keep it natural. Yeah. Youth pastor on mushrooms. Yeah. That is your... Yeah. Because you do have this positive... Somebody, somebody said that it was enthusiasm as comedy. Isn't that nice. funny? No, no, no. They meant it in a good way. <laughs> I think I think they meant it in a good no, way. Well, with punchlines. Oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah, I could understand what you're saying. Is that like there's some people that just coast on enthusiasm, but I, I think I'm getting away with a lot more because I'm friendly and squeaky. My friend was just telling me that Chris Rock, the way that he does his stuff, and I've seen this before, which is very. In- Are there a lot of comics that listen to this? Yeah. Okay. At the most inside baseball we can get, the better. So they said that um, he, because I've seen him do this, like just pace on the, at the comedy store, just like saying, married and bored, single and lonely, like just like saying these words and everyone's like yelling, do your thing, do your thing. So what my friend was telling me, he purposely, when he goes and works out until it's ready, he doesn't add any performance. Really? So he's just like, he just wants the jokes to work. So he purposely, because he knows he could sell it on his personality. Right. So he just like tries to. He could say anything and the music of it would laugh. Uncharismatic. And then he turns it all on for the performance. He turns the steroids on. Yeah. He goes to the batting cages nice and skinny. And I really like that because I feel sometimes I will try to sell something. Yeah. With a. Oh, I personality. Do that, I do that show set list, right? Where you're supposed to improvise. They give you your set list and it's just random words and you uh-huh. have to improvise it. And I do well because my persona is, uh, this is weird, but I can be likable. I can be loud. I can swear. I'm confident. It's going to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, it's right. It's going to work. It <laughs> it's okay. I don't even know what he said. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I found it funny too. Even if it failed, I'm kind of like, isn't that weird that failed? <laughs> Everyone's like, yay! That's what I'm going for. As long for. as you know that about yourself, yeah. then I think you should just do what you want. It's one of the weirdest things is watching comedians step out of themselves and talk about themselves as if it was like a box of Cheez-Its. It's like, I'm high in fiber. You know what I mean? Like, they know the, their deal. Yeah. But I've never had a comedian be turned off by that. To answer your question, I don't know about comedians. I think part of it is great. Here's what's great about it. You book a show, you don't have to run it by anybody. The last girl that I dated, I'd book a show and I'd be like... I'd have to be like, I have a show Thursday. Is that okay? Which is crazy. You need to get out of these relationships where I did you need get to out like, of it. tell your schedule to some woman. But like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> but like, 
Okay, don't they have a point, though? Do they? No. You're my girlfriend. Your name's Natasha, and you sew for a living <laughs> in, a, in a lady factory where you make dresses and How many nights purses. a week are we going out? That's a great question. See, I'm one of those weirdos that I start dating somebody and then it's just kind of assumed we'll hang out every night because I have no boundaries. But I'm working. I'm not that way anymore. I'm not that way anymore. I think until you're like living with someone, you hang out like three or four times a week. See, I've never done that. I'd like to do that. I've never done that. Every girl that I have, I'm like, okay, we're in now and I will see you for dinner. It's because mama. My, my mama, uh, my therapist, uh, you know, I helped me realize that that's because I'm trying to echo my marriage. I'm trying to resume marriage. I was married and that's what I was doing with her. So that's the model I have for a relationship. So I start dating somebody and I'll get in real fast, too fast. And then girls, look, women, broads listening out there right now. And I say broad as, <laughs> an, as an empowering as a- <laughs> Their <laughs> spirits are big and powerful. Okay. I love the term broad. The broad's listening right now. I can't generalize for all of you, but some of you are hip to a guy that's like, you want me? Here's all of me. And a lot, <laughs> and a, and a lot of them are like, and a lot of them are like, okay, I'm okay with this. Like it won't freak them out as much as it would a guy. If a girl was like, let's hang out constantly, the guy would be like, whoa, 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 I'm working on my motorbike. I don't know what guys are doing. <laughs> But if you do that to a girl, she's like, great, because I would like a companion. I'd like you to be around. I like a companion. To fight burglars. But I I don't know that I want him there, like, all the time. Can I pause for a second? Yeah, pause it up. I'm sorry. I really have to pee. Is it there? uh, It's downstairs. Uh, In the green room. Are we not allowed to talk? No talking. No talking until you come back. I don't even know if I can walk down the steps. You're going to make it. Just shoot it on the steps and slip down like yeah, a slip and slide. Uh, here, sit down. If you don't mind. <laughs> because are we, we're back, and you're back. Talking about the comedy community, right? Yes. I love the idea. <laughs> How was it? Was it okay? How was what? The bathroom. It's, it's a some, little... Some are better than others. It reminds... Yeah. It's like, you know, when you go into a body shop and use the bathroom. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm picturing small and a candle. No, a body shop. Body shop, like in the mall. No, like when you have like a crappy car and you uh, like have to go hang out with guys like, while they're of? fixing it, and you have to pee, and you go into uh-huh. like a bucket. I'm think- what's the What's the body? You're thinking of a, a store that sells body butter and candles. I am a at girl, the mall. man. I'm a girl. I'm a girl. I'm a lady. It's the best. Com- He's a lady. Speaking <laughs> Speaking of uh, comedy community, we we I wanted to talk about this. We were at your house, your lovely house. Yes. Really nice house. You have, a, you have a house cleaner? Keeper? Keeper? Yolanda. You have a maid? Yolanda? She good? Yeah, you want, you want her number? Maybe. Sometimes dust accumulates. Yeah. I'm always worried that they're going to throw out some scrap of paper with a bit on it. They though. won't do it. Every other week, just have them come. Okay. Uh, we, it was Reggie Watts' birthday, mm-hmm. and it was me, you. Oh, my God. That was so funny. It's the best. <laughs> it was the best. Chelsea. We ended up playing. Wait. Go in order. <laughs> Because every part of it was a delight. <laughs> this is what you were talking about. We're doing the show above Meltdown. You're like, I love the comedy community. And part of the show is letting people in on that. I, I want them to feel like we're all part of this community. We have the show gathering downstairs. And let's talk about this night. So Chelsea cooked uh, pasta carbonara, yeah. which was delicious. She's Italian. Half of her cooked it. The other half made sure it was under budget. Up high. <laughs> nope. And uh, it was delicious. Reggie was there. Yeah. Fucking musical genius Reggie Watts with, and his afro both were in attendance. And his, his drops. 
His drops? You know those drops we get to take. Oh, his weed? His liquid weed? (laughs) Yeah. It's like a fucking Norman Mailer short story. (laughs) There's a huge Afroed man giving giving people liquid (laughs) weed. Administering drops of weed. I didn't have any of that. THC. I won't say who did. Kumail and Emily were there. No, Uh, they weren't. Yeah, they were. Did they leave early? Kumail Kumail and and Emily Emily were there. Did you have liquid THC? Were they there at the end? Kumail was there, I were know. Were they there? Oh, they were there. They were there. They were there when we were playing the games. And Bo Burnham was there? Oh, yeah, I remember. Okay. And there were a couple people I'm forgetting. People I didn't know as well. But we cooked. It, we, Moshe was there. We've talked. Oh, that's right, Moshe. We've talked about on the show what I'm looking for, right, in a party. Mm-hmm. And I come to parties and I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. There was a party in Meltdown last night and it was very hard for me to stay because I get panicky and I'm like, I got to beat it. But your house was the party that I want it to be. There was music and a big wooden table and a home-cooked meal. Fucking Bo had never, like, had it before. Bo was, like, slurping up spaghetti. He's like, this is the best food I've ever had in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's only eaten at restaurants or something. Like, 19-year-old Bo was like, what is this carbonara? (laughs) So, like, our son. This is our son, comedy prodigy Bo Burnham, eating bacon pasta for the first time. Uh, we're eating wine, music. You have like a record player. You fucking classy house. There's like records. Brendan brought me all his records, so I've, he's he always comes with very, Brendan Walsh. Yeah, he wasn't there though. Was he, he wasn't. He there, must have no. been out of town. Yeah. He always comes with tons of records. Really? But he he brings good stuff like, you know, uh, you know, bossa nova dance hits or like Fun. weird things that you can just put on. And then, but he also brings tons of. Yeah, he's gonna hate me for saying that, but he also brings he tons of comedy records. Okay. <laughs> He brings great records, obscure records, sure. instrumentals, weird, really? weird stuff, fun yeah. stuff. This is this is perfect for the Norman Mailer. It's story. nice when you have a record player because people start giving you cool records. Yeah, and they're kind of a good amount of time where it's like half an hour, and then you can like I mean, switch it. You're doing it in a way that I really want to do it. Gosling, speaking of Gosling, in uh, Crazy Sexy Love, his apartment he has a record player, and I'm like, yep. He's doing what I'd like to be doing. I'd like to have a swank-ass fucking home with a record player. Is this a still from Crazy Stupid Love that you have in your... No, it's from Drive. Oh, okay. I'm not... (laughs) It'd be a little different (laughs) if it was like, this is from The Notebook. (laughs) It's at least the sociopath, Ryan. It's at least the sociopath. So anyway... um, I'm glad you had fun. I had the best time. And then after we ate the meal, we just fucking turned the lights off. (laughs) And there was a fire going, I think. No, we didn't. No, that's when we t- we played we played mafia. We played mafia first. We played mafia like grown people do. And there was like maybe fifteen of us. It was the best. Oh, Marilyn was there. Oh, Hi, Neil Dagger. Hamburger was there. Neil Hamburger was there. So we well, Greg Turkington is his name. And Neil um, Hamburger. And then then remember Neil Greg Turkington and Marilyn. His wife uh, girlfriend left. It wasn't his girlfriend. It was. Tim Heidecker's wife, Marilyn. Oh. But she, they left because they thought it was too weird. It was weird. <laughs> it was so weird. Because we were all on the floor. We were, and then, oh, that was after Mafia. We got on the floor and we were like, let's just tell stories. No, Chelsea said she's going to do a guided meditation. A guided meditation. I'm just going to do a guided meditation. <laughs> and we all laid down and turned the lights off and we all did it. Green lights, man. <laughs> we are like, okay, Chelsea, let's see what happens if we agree to that. And we lie down and we did it. And it was like scary. But then she made it scary. Yeah, it was good. And then, yeah, then Reggie told uh, another a one. ghost story that scared the shit out of he, us. And, it, and he was like, You look in, I remember the end. He sat by the piano to he play sat by it, the piano. To, to tell the story, but he never used the piano. And so we're all in this docile state. Yeah. And then he, at the he end, lulled us in and he goes, <laughs> And you look in the hole and you hear a little. 
in the hole and you and you put your face closer to the hole and you're like, what is that? And and you think you see your own face in there and you see yourself in the hole and you hear like, and you lean in closer and then you just banged on the piano. And they all start screaming. And twenty grown people shat their pants. It was fucking summer camp again. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me. It was so fun. You know what it is? It's just having an adult party. It was an it's adult party. It's just putting attention to a few things, I think. We got to do that again. Yeah, let's have, let's do it soon. And I also think it's like, because I've thrown bigger parties, and I like smaller parties. I like small parties, And, too. you know, people shouldn't get offended if it's just like, you weren't invited. Like, you're just having different groups of eight to ten people. Yeah, I love it. Mix up the groups. And I need it. Well, I we'll have another one soon. We got to do it. Well, let's round it. You got a show to get to, and we always end the show by talking about God. Do you believe in something? Do you really? Yeah. That's what your podcast is? Yeah. You your wacky work. podcast ends uh, in talking about God? Yeah. Some people, it's very I like it's it. very divided. Some people are like, stop doing the God thing. And then I'd say for every one of them, there's three people that are like, never stop doing the God part. Me personally. No, it's nice to know what comedians think about God. Of course. If I saw a list of episodes of like 50 shows and you knew whoever I had on at the end of it, you'd know talk they, about God. what they believed, I'd be in. I'd fast forward to the end. You should you should cut up all of the people talking about God and release yeah. that as a bonus episode Comedies that, on that God. you pay for. Comedians on God. <laughs> ah, now we're talking about it. Monetizing. Uh, well, yeah, we always Just talk charge about people a dollar. Comedy, sex, and God. Then and you can... Okay. Uh, we talked a little bit. I didn't want to make you uncomfortable about Duncan. I think he's the best, and I'm sorry that it ended. Oh, that's another thing Duncan was saying. People are like, I'm so sorry it ended. Yeah. When it's like, why? Both of us are better now. Yeah. But I'm, anyway, I'm secret. I'm rooting for you guys. To get no, people sure. are sorry because they they think that you're living this thing that is this ideal thing because yeah. you only see because we had a podcast together, so right. people would only hear like the on air version. You're of only them. hearing one lavender hour of our lives, <laughs> <laughs> and there's twenty three. No, but what Duncan hours. said on our podcast that we just did the other day, it was great. He said that sometimes another being would come in, or like you know when you're doing a podcast, like everyone's at their best, yeah. so you're kind of having this adult performance conversation where yeah. you're like trying to sparkle and it's like it's how it's like how, like the 50s probably how people were <coughs> yeah know, like you're on your best behavior yeah. yeah 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 there's a posturing to it yeah, yeah. so you know it's, i would like another cocktail thank you <laughs> mint julep you say it's a little more mannered yeah. I, I like it how's gene <laughs> Well, that's why when we did our podcast, I like to have dinner and just like. Yeah. But we always had the best conversation when the po- when the podcast ended. Uh, I've tried to st- I tried to remedy that. We turn it off, and then uh, that happened with um, who was it? It was uh, Jesselnick. Jesselnick mm-hmm. was a really good episode, but then we turned the mics off, and we had this like really interesting follow up. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" No, but I've I tried I, to learn. No, but what I like about that is that well, he is your friend. Yeah, I know. There, it's there's, like it's there's nice so- to be. Maybe you guys wouldn't have been able to have that talk if you didn't have that cool podcast. Yeah, and there's some stuff that so should it's like just for be you. for us. Yeah, yeah, for buddies, for for movie buddies. Jessel next one about movie <laughs> buddies. Uh, there is an announcement that I have to make. I'm kidding. So. Uh, what I was going to say earlier was Duncan is actually did teach me a lot about that. A lot of the stuff that I was taught in principle in spirit is actually pretty good stuff. Interesting. I would agree with stuff. that. And he, and he was like, you know, you're throwing it away because you know how he is because the vampire shit in it and they ruined it. But he's like a lot of the principles. He's one of those guys that's like, I love Jesus and I love Krishna and I love this and I love that. And he, and he mixes them all together into like ice cream soup. And it's great. And it felt like coming home for me. I was like, thank you. I'm tired of uh, living in a non-spiritual world. I'm tired of 
not being encouraged to look. I'm tired of throwing everything away. It makes me feel lonely and sad. And I, a lot of comedians staunchly believe that. Right. And I keep running into them, which is fine. I'm and a d- lot of really successful comedians like talk about that a right. lot. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Bill Maher is like very yep. anti-spiritual and and you know, like I saw David Cross, maybe David Cross was on Bill Maher, and yeah. like, someone said something about God, and he like put his hands in his ears. He's like, la 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 la. Like yeah, everyone's yeah. so like yeah. afraid. Yeah. Which is like, I'm. I mean, I, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but yeah. I, I do think that there is a tendency to hate the religious people. Yeah. And it really doesn't have anything to do with spirituality. Right. So are you? It sounds to me like you're probably open. Yes. To spiritual ideas. Yes, of course. But are you... Uh, <laughs> of course. I love that. That's not of course. And believe me, my friends who are atheists, I'm, I'm literally intoxicated by them. I love belief. I love hearing people's beliefs. If you want to tell me that it's science and we're water and electricity and we die and it's over, just like a tree dies and it's over or whatever, or if you want to be like Duncan and go like, does the tree die? You know what I mean? His acorns grow and you're an acorn. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like suddenly I'm on the Millennium Falcon and we just went into warp drive. I love both. And does, are you mixing it up? Are you hip to Jesus? Are you hip to Krishna? Are you hip to Buddha? Are you just mixing it up into your own thing? What's it look like on the day-to-day? You pray? I wake up. Duncan's there talking about the end of days. No. Um, and I, I meditate. You do? Uh-huh. Trippy style or relaxed style? Probably trippy. Trippy. I mean, I chant, so that's pretty trippy. No, I mean, like, are, like is it to manage stress or are you trying to break the veil down? <laughs> hmm. I think it's, it's, it's both. Either answer is fine. It's no, but it's both. Oh, okay, I, I didn't want you to think I was like, please be the trippy one. Yeah, it's both. No, it's definitely both. Are you seeing like visuals and stuff when you when you meditate? No. Are you feeling weird out of body feelings? I am um, getting more in touch with what I really think and feel. Great. So then I feel like I can go out and hopefully go out and be like. making the decisions that are like the best decisions for everybody. Yeah. Okay. In in the sense of like trying to not be too selfish, but also like doing what I need to do. It's centering. Yeah. It's grounding. It's trying to be like the best version of yourself. Right. Higher power. God looking down, watching. I don't really think about it like God, but maybe I should. Energy. Energy, definitely. It's energy. Vibrations. Yeah. That's one of the fun things that I've been reading about lately is, is vibrations is it, because of Duncan and Ram Dass and all that sort of stuff is the idea that, you know, like babies and cats. I love babies and cats. And I love the litmus test of like, will this baby freak out by my energy? Will this cat freak out by my energy? If I'm on a walk, which I often am, and I see a cat, I will definitely stop and try and get that cat to come over and love me because that's <laughs> a, it's an affirmation of like, oh, I'm not a creep. Like my vibe is friendly to cats who seem to be pretty hip to the whole, like, you're a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care for you. There's something about you. I'm a cat. You killed some kids, didn't you? You know what I mean? (laughs) So I I love getting cats and babies to laugh and smile. It's hard to get a cat to laugh and smile, but you can do it. So you're hip to that? Yes. I'm, I'm hip to a lot of things. But you're not overly concerned with... here's. I'm certainly not into making everyone else do what I do. Right. That's where religion gets weird. It's like, I do this, it helps me, now you do it. Yeah. You do it. Yeah. No, you need to do it. Christians, stand on 
Wilshire with bullhorns screaming like right. Korean Christians. Like that's that's like a version of it, and they're Christians. just screaming. You know, and you only know what they're saying because it's like you know, there's like crosses everywhere. Right. I don't know what that. And then my friend who. Well, they're they're afraid you're going to hell. Right. Well, that they're like sort of you know crazy, a, a little uh, crazy. Yeah. Korea-raising. But, you know, a lot. there's a lot of born-again Christians who hang out at malls. Like, that's what they do. And but there's they, a weird, like, you know, though, if And they you, try to, tran- like, they try to... If you really believe, though, that the lost are going to hell, those that don't accept Christ into their heart are going to hell, isn't that the appropriate response? Yeah, really, be standing outside a footlocker, telling, <laughs> telling you that you need to, your soul's going to be condemned and giving right. you some tract brochure. Right. It's just kind of like, it's, it's no, that, I w- that recruiting aspect is what, and also it makes people hate religion. I'm, I'm with you. Of course I agree with all of that. That's I mean, ridiculous. if you get to a place where you can write a book about it, then publish a book and then people can read it. Yeah, but, but people, people are more likely why to... Why would I listen to some woman? I'd like to see the numbers on the nut jobs uh, converting... Because of Foot Locker tracks. No, they're not nut jobs, though. These are like, not nut jo- I, these are like respected the Christians who hang out oh, at the I mall I didn't at the mean, Beverly Center. I actually didn't mean the Christians. I meant the nut jobs that are going like, oh, this track, and then just doing it. They, they're probably people Oh, like, yeah. Like those people who go to Scientology. It's like there's yeah. always going to be people to prey on. And whenever there's something powerful, people want to control with. it. Yeah. Yes. First so, we pray with you. Yes. Then we pray on you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So you're not into an evangelical tip, but you're also, it sounds to me like I'm not getting any fear of death from you. That's that's a big thing. That's something that I have to shed, bumpy plane ride. Am I going to be judged? Am I going to hell? Thoughts of my eternal soul going somewhere is comforting to me, but also the idea of me going away forever is comforting to me. But the idea of being judged in the Christian way that I was told I would be is terrifying In the afterlife? You think you're going to be judged in the afterlife? Uh, no, that's something that I was taught, and that's something that I have residual... I guess my my view about Jesus and God is that they are like so they would be if they were alive here they would be like the most open-minded cool people. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, maybe it, as long as like you're not meaning harm and you're like knowing when you do something wrong. Yeah. I just don't see them as that judgmental. Yeah. No. That well that goes back to what I was saying about you had an abortion and I'd meet that with love. You know what I mean? But, you know, Jesus did say some some pretty weird stuff. He said that stuff about, I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. I came to turn brother against brother. That sort of stuff. That's often quoted when people are just like, That's Jesus. That's probably stuff they added. Ha. Interesting. I like it. That's kind of what I do, too. I'll also say it's kind of convenient. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I don't know the context. Maybe. Me neither. And I'm. You've probably read more of the Bible than I'm me. I'm somewhat informed, but at the same time, I don't really know what I'm talking about. It's a difficult thing. The buddy Jesus... Movie buddy Jesus. (laughs) I believe in a God that gets that joke. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like my old instincts would be like, "I'm just kidding, Lord." Of course, He knows I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm not gonna be movie buddies with Jesus (laughs) anyway. That would be cute. Oh, I would if if Jesus was alive now. I would totally fuck him. Oh my God, you're Mary Magdalene. I, no, but that would be like my type, probably. A Jesus type? Yeah. Well, Duncan's, <laughs> Duncan's kind of a Jesus. Well, like someone who's just got like, who wants to help people, who's like, yeah. really like open minded and cool and is like, well, we're talking can about- make anything happen. Yeah. Pretty, pretty. He can do miracles. So you're talking like someone who does, like, like a 
hit magician, I guess that would be. I got seduced by a magician once. Yeah, that's a good choice for a lady. He read my mind, and I was like so amazed by it. How do you read your mind? He just, he told me what I was thinking. In what way? He literally told me to think of words, uh and then he told me what they were. Tell me what he said at the beginning. Why? Because I want to find the the flaw. If you think... (laughs) Natasha, Natasha, think think of a number between one and fifty. I'm, I'm not joking. Think of a number between one and fifty. Okay. But to make it interesting, use odd digits. Okay. Okay. And use two different digits. Okay. Odd digits. Two different digits. Okay. Thirty-seven. Come I didn't on. get a chance to think of it yet. You should. Everyone listening did it. Katie, was yours thirty-seven? Was yours thirty-seven? That's a trick. How come both the people in the room didn't do it? No, I even I gave the pause. I, was yours 17? No, no, it was 37. Yeah, 37. It's a David Blaine trick. Uh, did he do it like that? I'm just that? saying, or if was someone it, was doing was miracles, literally... you would totally fuck them. <laughs> you would. Of course. Come over for a couple glasses of wine, water. <laughs> guy comes over with a, a That guy must have been a fish. pussy magnet. I, well, I, I wonder if he was doing it. You I'm know, sure. People say that he wasn't. Oh, God. I mean, they called him rabbi, which implies that he was married. That's one of the arguments for Jesus being married. Oh, but there was just a prostitute who happened to be really upset when he was dying and, like, kissing his feet, and they had a relationship. Uh, we Look, I'm here to say I'd like to think Jesus did have some sex, because that's part of the human experience. Three, two. <laughs> I think one. powerful men like to have sex. You thought – you think it – Jesus wasn't Martin Luther King a womanizer? Yeah, I remember where I was when I learned that. Some people remember where they were when they heard he was shot. I remember where I was when I heard he was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was so, it was so traumatic to me because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I have a dream. I have a dirty dream." Hey, oh. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's, let's, that's a good laugh to end on. You have to get to the show. Do you feel adequately uh, weird? Um, I feel pretty weird. This I'm going to go eat a cheeseburger. Do you want my real raw revolution bar? What is that? I'm starving. Actually, I'm going to eat it. Oh. I a take live it back. food bar? That's what you're eating? I don't want that. Yeah, you do. It yeah, looks be- well, I would, but it seems warm. It's raw. <laughs> it seems like not. Spirulina is in it. Spirulina makes an appearance. Flax. Where's your show? When do they just invent these things? Flax. Chia seeds. Uh, my show's up the street at Bar Lubitsch. Oh, fun. You could kind of walk there. In theorem. You're the best. Let me bring this home. Oh, we're, we're characters on Ugly Americans. We should plug it. Watch on Wednesdays. The Oh, the People. finale's tonight. Oh, is it? Forget it. We should tweet it. Forget it. Watch repeats tweet that of right it. now. Uh, do you do anybody else other than Callie? Callie? No. You're moving to an apartment with a roommate you just never expected. I'm trying is to do Oberg. Is that how Oberg. you talk? I'm trying to do Oberg. Randall. <laughs> Callie. Callie. I can't do it today. You know who I'm talking about? The main guy? Yeah. Mm, no good? We have to tweet that show. Kelly. It's always New York time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, watch Ugly Americans. It's too late. And I'll be in Portland um, May 5th. That'll work, right? Maybe? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, this isn't going to be out by then. <laughs> this was such a relaxed one. I loved it. I'm gonna, and you freaked me out enough. I'm going to have to listen to it first. Uh, we end every episode with a guest saying, keep it crispy. Do you want to say keep it crispy? It's not a trick. It's like a thing we'll put it together. Everybody says it. Keep it crispy. (laughs) And then you go to tweeting. Uh, Thanks so much, Natasha. You're the best. You're tweeting. Say thanks. I'm trying. 
Just, Thank you. Just say goodbye. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, okay, bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 